0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this Tuesday, May 24th. Yesterday was a looked like a pretty good day on Wall Street. We've got some decent earnings coming about to talk about today. Uh, but the question is futures. Well, we'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we guys, though, let's just uh, remind ourselves again. I know it sounds like a broken record some days, right? But there's a lot of things out there that we cannot control. We can't control what happens in the markets. We can't happen what happens over in Russia, Ukraine, or what happens even in Washington, D.C., but you can control the risk in your portfolio. The question is, do you know how much risk you have in your portfolio, and do you know how much risk is supposed to be in your portfolio? Two very important questions. If you don't know the answers, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement phone call. NSA 63-382-0037. With that, we've got Dave coming up next.
1: 105.7 Light FM. Good morning all. I'm really glad you're here this morning. We're at 839. It's 21 here before 9, 75 degrees now in Sebring. You're going to see the mid-90s today. It's hot. Stay inside and, nah, don't watch the markets. It's no fun looking at what's going on early on. Let's uh, give you a preview with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the line, and he's been watching the markets, and we're not liking what we're seeing early this morning, are we, Philip?
0: No, I mean, not after having a great day yesterday. I mean, yesterday we actually – Had some green ink across the board and and nice green ink, but we're sure as heck giving it back this morning.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was day glow green yesterday. Dow was up by 618 points yesterday. 72 up on the Standard & Poor's, and even the poor beat-up NASDAQ got 181 points in gains. Everybody was at least a percent and a half up yesterday, and that always gives me fear when I see something go like that, because the day traders and the guys that throw big money around every day, uh, you got to assume there was going to be some profit-taking this morning, but I didn't expect it to be quite as big as I'm looking at in the pre-market trading.
0: Yeah, I was I was hoping not. Also, I was hoping we could just um, finish this last full week of May on a strong note heading into Memorial Day weekend. But uh, well, and we still have a chance of doing that, Dave. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this morning is not looking like it's going to follow through from yesterday.
1: Uh, sure doesn't. Uh, the S and P is something we've been watching as it bumped its nose on bear market territory the other day, and that gave us a pretty big bump upward. It's seventeen points off. It's seventeen uh, percent off its January record high so we're looking at uh, yeah a little bit of fudge factor room before we actually hit bear market territory on the uh, on the blue chips but we're still in the dumps and it does look like the days going to continue i was sharing with you i had an article that i found in one of my tip sheets saying that the reason we're having such a vociferous reaction uh, to the interest rate increases from the Feds and all the other things that are going wrong is that all the way through 2019, 2020, and 2021, investors were betting that the Federal Reserve wasn't going to have the guts to raise interest rates in the face of the beginnings of some inflationary pressures. And, well, investors were right. So they just kind of figured in some cases that the Fed wasn't going to pull the trigger again, and guess what they did. And some of the, some investors are absolutely panicking at that right now.
0: Well, definitely interest rates are playing a factor, in, especially the Nasdaq, because it is so interest rate sensitive in those growth companies. Um, but but I got to figure that you know they they should have known that uh, with inflation peaking up, that the Fed really had no choice. They, whether they had guts or didn't have the guts to do it, they, they just didn't have a choice. They, they had to raise had, interest rates.
1: It had to happen eventually, without a doubt, and now we're kind of paying the price because they're stuck being more aggressive than most of us would think would be wise all at once. So we have another half a point at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the next month uh, in, at the Fed meeting. That could cause us, well, I think my uh, theorem that uh, the S&P is bouncing off of bear market levels, that one might very well go south at that point in time.
0: Well, that's right. It very well could be. I mean, we got a little ways to go right now, about 125 to 150 points before we would really get into bear market territory with the uh, the S&P 500.
1: Yeah, that 72-point bump up yesterday kind of saved our bacon and gave us some fudge factor room. It's a slow day early in the morning as far as economic reports are concerned, but we got some stuff coming out, manufacturing indexes, service indexes, uh, the composite PMI index out of the government, and, oh, yeah, the Richmond Federal Reserve will be giving us a manufacturing number, but all of that happens between 9.30 and 10 this morning. We also have the new home sales figures coming out at 10 this morning. So this could be kind of a seismograph of a market, depending upon what we get today.
0: It could be. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see what happens at 10 when the new home sales numbers come out, because I'm, I'm, that number to me is a data point that's important.
1: It absolutely is, especially given the fact that the early ones that we had last week, all of them are pointing to a leveling off national housing market. It's not something we're looking for. This one's going to be new home sales. Uh, how well are we selling the stuff we've actually built? And uh, if they slow down, that's going to give us uh, that's, that, that's going to give us some pause on a whole bunch of different classifications of stock.
0: it, it will. It'll definitely um, you know real estate, uh, plays a big part in our economy, and so uh, if it starts to slow down or trend down, um, that that's gonna that's that there's more than just the the construction sector and the real estate sector that gets affected by that. The mortgage sector gets affected. Uh, there's just a lot of different sectors that actually are affected uh, by by real estate.
1: And it also gets into the labor market as well, because if the housing construction business starts slowing down, that's a good bunch of well-paid employees that suddenly don't have as much work, and that takes one of those legs of the stool toward recession that I worry about. So there's a whole bunch of ancillary figures that come out that buzz off of the uh, housing figures, so we're kind of cheering for some good news this morning. We're looking for some good news on the earnings figures, too, and I thought I saw it when I was looking at my delayed quotes on pre-market trading on Best Buy. They uh, put out their report after the close last night, and only about a half an hour, 45 minutes ago, they were toward the top of my big winner list, up by almost 2%. You're saying it was kind of a checkered report they had out, huh?
0: Yeah, it really was, Dave. I mean, they were up as much as 5.2% earlier this morning, uh, but they did have a mixed quarter. Uh, they missed uh, by four cents a share on their earnings. Uh, came in at $1.57. However, revenue was better than expected. And comparable same-store sales didn't fall as much as analysts had anticipated. So some, some good news there for them. But again, they, you know they trimmed their full-year outlook. Uh, based on you know worsening uh, macroeconomic conditions. And I think that last little section there on the report is what kind of got their stock price moving the opposite direction we thought. Um, they're trading down 2% right now. And, and I think they got through the headlines and started looking at the, uh, the report looking forward and decided that maybe it's time to trade out of uh, Best Buy here.
1: <laughs> it's not very often i see a stock go across a seven point swing from resoundingly positive to resoundingly negative all inside of the time it takes for my delayed quotes to catch up with the real time
0: yeah exactly it is uh usually it doesn't move quite that fast but uh Absolutely. obviously they, they, they read the report a little closer hey the other one we have we have the tail of two auto parts places we have AutoZone um and they have not even traded yet this morning uh but they beat uh by almost three cents or a little over three cents i mean three cents three dollars a share came in at twenty nine dollars and three cents a share um beating the estimate of 26.05 a revenue top forecast same store sales posted an unexpected gain of 1.4 percent um so uh they are, uh, are, are trading up. Let's see if I can find them right here. Here we go. They, they did not, they don't have a close yet, uh, a opening price yet this morning, but they closed last night up, uh, 1.9%. So, uh, so some good news for them, but the other shoe is advanced auto parts. Oh yeah. Advanced auto parts. Um, they, uh, They had a um, reported quarterly profit revenue that was slightly short of what uh, Wall Street had forecasted. And uh, they have uh, projected a full year comparable same store sales below what the consensus estimate was as well. Um, So we've got a few things uh, with advanced auto parts. So they're down one almost one point eight percent this morning.
1: I wonder why the two different. I was kind of looking at that when we mentioned that AutoZone was due to report after the close last night. I was kind of thinking, well, that's one of those bellwether things, talking about premium prices on uh, on cars and pre-owned cars these days. A lot more parts purchases. We were right on AutoZone, but I wonder what did Advanced.
0: I'm not sure where the um, the, the disconnect is between them. Um, it could be market share, you know, where they're placed and, and that kind of thing. It just doesn't, the report doesn't go into that kind of detail. But uh, but it is interesting. You have two two auto parts stores that uh, uh totally different um, ends of the spectrum.
1: Absolutely. Other indications from earnings reports. Have we got any others of note?
0: We do have some. We got Abercrombie & Fitch, uh, mm-hmm. the apparel retailer. They're getting clobbered this morning. Uh, they actually reported an unexpected quarterly loss. Um, yeah. Now the revenue was better than expected, but they lost on the quarter. And, uh, and they came out and said that they were hit with higher costs, uh, which they expect to to be a headwind for the rest of this year. Um, and so they, um, uh, you know, their full year outlook was uh, dampened a little bit, I think, because of that. So Dude, they got to be on your big losers list. They're down to eighteen dollars a share, which is down almost thirty-three percent from yesterday's close.
1: Whoa! Yeah, Abercrombie and Fitch has got a marketing issue to begin with. Trying to rebrand themselves for the current young generation of trendiness, they don't need to have a they don't need to have a swing like that in one quarter, do they?
0: No, they they, they really don't. Uh, another popular name, I know. I go there uh, quite often to. Uh, get Charlie see some food and some treats, and but Petco reported um, they uh, they beat the top and bottom line estimates uh, for this last quarter, but better than expected same store sales. So a lot of good news for Petco, uh, and mm-hmm. they show it this morning. They're up almost eleven percent today.
1: Good news. They're my yes. all time favorite stock symbol. Their their symbol <laughs> on the trading floor is Woof, W O O F. <laughs> I love it.
0: All right. So the other one we talked yesterday about Zoom reporting and uh-huh. uh, and they did report they had better than expected quarterly earnings. They raised their profit outlook. Um, they said that they have seen demand for their flagship video conferencing service really um, you, you know, waning a little bit because people are going back to work, but going back to the offices. Um, but uh, Zoom is shifting its emphasis uh, to some other products that will benefit from hybrid workplaces. And so uh, they're actually up uh, about two and a half percent this morning.
1: That's good to hear. Yeah, they they anticipated the change and actually responded to it. Maybe a textbook thing for other businesses to look at, right?
0: Exactly. So do you want one more big loser for the day?
1: Well, what the heck? Let's do one more.
0: Snap. The social media marketing uh, uh, group, they, uh, they issued a profit warning. Um, and said it was slowing their hiring. Their parent has issues, uh, obviously inflation. Everybody's dealing with that. Apple's new privacy policy, a lot of different things uh, are are affecting them today. They're down a little over 33% this morning, and it'll be a new 52-week low as well.
1: Holy crud, that plus all the teeny boppers going over to TikTok and other dumb places, right? (laughs)
0: That's right. Everything hurting them.
1: Yep, I see my space in their future. (laughs) (laughs) Resetting the table this morning. Everybody up yesterday by at least a percent and a half. Guessing a profit-taking morning is underway 45 minutes early. Where are we going, Philip?
0: So the indexes are negative right now across the board. The Dow's down about a half a percent. The S&P 500 is down nine-tenths. And the uh, NASDAQ 100 is down 1.5%. The Russell 2000 is down about 6 tenths. So everything is definitely heading in the down direction. The commodity side, silver's up three quarters to 21.88 an ounce. Gold's up a half a percent. And then crude oil is up a quarter right now uh, to $110.55 a barrel. I got to tell you, Dave, gas prices I saw this morning on the way in uh, were four dollars and fifty nine cents.
1: Oh, dear. that's the national average. We're supposed to be below average around here.
0: Yeah, now, that's, that's not worth
1: uh, being yeah. Scare. <laughs> overseas markets, everybody was negative. Evidently, the uh, Asian markets looked at our futures and said, "Uh uh-oh, they were all off. European markets are also looking at our futures and going, "Uh uh-oh, we got red ink pretty much worldwide this morning. Keeping tabs on one's retirement account is a good idea, but watching it day by day will give you an ulcer. I need a plan to make sure my retirement ends up the way I plan it to be. How do I find you to get to that point, Philip?
0: You know, they then give us a call at 863 382 0037. You know, one of the things we've done when we did, when we create our core retirement design is to allow folks to just, to, hey, schedule a phone call 30 minutes. Uh, we'll we'll a- answer questions they may have, and they can give us a call to schedule that, and we'll walk through and help them help them decide if they're on the right track or not. Um, so so that's one option. Then they can catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on, on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM.
1: And up to the minute stuff tomorrow morning at the same time on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then, all right?
0: All right, man, thanks. You have a great day.
1: I do appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks, take advantage of that 30-minute free phone consultation. All you have to do is give us a call at 863. to schedule your core retirement phone consultation. Again, 30 minutes, my time, no cost, no obligation. We'll answer questions you have. Make sure you're on the right path for the retirement you always dreamed of. And with that, have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.